This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by FLM Harvest, a strategic full-service creative consultancy proud to reach more farmers, farmer boards, and food and commodity associations than any agency in the country. Learn more at FLMHarvest.com. Good afternoon, I'm Ben Nully. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell says both sides agree they'll need to pass an omnibus spending bill at the end of the year rather than a continuing resolution, but it's unclear about another coronavirus relief bill. We need to think about, if we're going to come up with a bipartisan package here, about what size is appropriate. It seems to me that snag that uh, hung us up for months is still there. Uh, I don't think the current situation demands multi-trillion dollar uh, package. So I think it should be highly targeted, very similar to what I put on the floor both in October and September. But Democratic Minority Leader Chuck Schumer says the bill must be larger. The needs of the Amer- of the American people didn't go away after the election. They're still hurting. Families hit hardest by the pandemic still are struggling to keep food on the table, a roof over their heads. So we're going to have to work together. And we are looking for a comprehensive bill that meets the needs of America. And we agree with the House on this issue. The House returns to Washington next week. Senator-elect Roger Marshall of Kansas says he'll represent ag interests while serving in the Senate. Certainly agriculture makes up 40 percent of our economy, so I'm out here representing agriculture. got some big shoes to fill. Pat Roberts, the chairman of the Ag Committee, I'm just, just looking forward to it. I'm, I'm relieved, of course, but just looking forward to continuing to make great strides for agriculture. He hopes to get a seat on the Senate Agriculture Committee. We've had some uh, conversations, but certainly uh, Leader McConnell knows how important it is for me to be on the Agriculture Committee, and I uh, think that that wish will be honored. Marshall defeated Democratic challenger Barbara Bollier in this year's Senate race. He previously served as Kansas' first district congressman that is now being represented by former Kansas Lieutenant Governor Tracy Mann. Here's a word from our sponsor. Today's AgriPulse update is brought to you by FLM Harvest, a strategic, full-service, creative consultancy proud to reach more farmers, farmer boards, and food and commodity associations than any agency in the country. Learn more at FLMHarvest.com. USDA dropped corn ending stocks by 465 million bushels in today's World Agricultural Supply and Demand Estimates report. Corn ending stocks are now estimated at 1.7 billion bushels. American Farm Bureau Federation Chief Economist John Newton says this is close to what analysts were predicting. I think folks were, were thinking that this crop was going to start uh, getting smaller, and, and we saw that the yield number moving it down to just under 176 bushels per acre. Uh, that helps pull our total supply down. Uh, and then when you think about how strong corn export commitments to China uh, has been for some time, we saw the export number. Uh, moved up to nearly 2.7 billion bushels for corn exports for the new crop year. We saw China's corn import number raised to 13 million metric tons. On soybeans, even though USDA didn't adjust export numbers, Newton says the yield was reduced. We're now looking at ending stocks that are sub 200 million bushels and a soybean price that's $10.40 for the marketing year average price. So I think it it confirms what, what we've known for some time, and that is Uh, We're going to have a tighter market on the corn and soybean side than than we probably thought we would several months ago. And and now we're looking at the new crop soybean futures price testing $11.40. It's popped up today. It's up 33 cents per bushel. Read more of Spencer Chase's story at agripulse.com. 
Producers should be receiving ballots for Farm Service Agency County Committee elections. County Committee members help FSA make key decisions on its commodity support programs, conservation programs, indemnity and disaster programs, and emergency programs and eligibility. Each committee has 3 to 11 elected members who serve three-year terms in office. At least one is up for election each year. Newly elected committee members will take office January 1st, 2021. Farmers and ranchers who participate in FSA programs may vote. They have until December 7th to postmark their ballot when returning them to their local USDA office. Here's a programming note. Drive Time will not air tomorrow in honor of the Veterans Day holiday. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. In Washington, I'm Ben Nully.